I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. You can subscribe for free anywhere where you can find podcasts because there are apps that have podcasts and whatnot. Just look for Heidi Harris Show. I also do a live radio show five days a week, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. in Las Vegas at 6.70 a.m. KMZQ. If you forget all that, just go to Heidi harris.com. I had a really interesting thing happen this last week. I was invited to speak at an event that was a veterans event. I don't want to mention the group. Uh, and I didn't know much about the group other than the fact that it was veterans. And I went, okay, that sounds really good. And the guy who booked me, booked me way in advance, months and months before the event, which sometimes happens, but he was so sweet and he was an older guy. And then he sent me emails like every month or two, just double checking. We're good for this date. And I said, sure. And literally the week of, he was sending me emails, just making sure, well, I don't blame people. You want to make sure no one's forgotten it, right? Well, it turned out that at the last minute, the guy who booked me couldn't come to the event because his uh, family member had a medical emergency, and he, he probably was devastated. That's happened to me before, where the person who's actually spent months trying to get me to come to an event can't be there on the day that I show up, which is kind of funny, because usually the person who books you is the one who wants to hear you the most. <laughs> So I walk in this room, most of the people in the room don't know me, some of them do, but most of them don't. Nobody said, oh, you're the speaker the minute I walked in, which usually happens. Not that I need anybody to fawn over me, I'm not saying that, but it was interesting just to walk in and then I'm sitting by myself and not really knowing who to talk to and <laughs> anyway. So before I got up to speak, a couple of people came over and said hello and ultimately, which was nice. And various conversations took place. There were people who were very liberal in the room, which is fine. And there were people who said, I only listen to NPR. That's fine too. Although I think it's kind of sad. And then one woman said, well, if you say anything about Trump, I'm walking out of here. Hmm. She didn't know who I was at all. I guess she just assumed, you know, the weird thing to me is putting all that aside, even though I am a conservative, I'm not a Kool-Aid drinker for Trump. That's not what I do. And there are times I criticize him and there are times I applaud him. It just depends on what he does, in my opinion, whether I think he's worthy of criticism or applause. But beyond that, I'm not a one-dimensional person. I know how to talk about something beyond politics. And most of the time, when I'm at work, I talk about some political things, depending on what the topics of the day are. But I also talk about a lot of things that aren't political. And when I'm in my normal, personal, daily life, rarely do I ever talk about it. And if I do, I don't bring it up. Somebody brings it up to me. I go to the park with my dog. You know, I go to church. I do this. I do that. Normal things that people do. And I don't talk about politics 24-7. I don't come home and watch Fox News and yell at the TV all day. I have a lot more <laughs> to uh, think about and a lot more to pay attention to than just that. So anyway, it was odd to me, though. One woman, the woman who said that she'd walk out if I talked about Trump, and I said, hmm. I said, well, I don't really plan to uh, get up there and cheerlead for Trump, but it's interesting to me that you couldn't even sit in a room with someone who disagrees with you. I said, what's that like, that you never want to hear someone who disagrees with you? Of course, she had no answer for that, and she sat there with a sour look on her face through the entire speech, which wasn't very long. I keep them short, but she didn't walk out. Well, that's nice. And the woman who said, I only listen to NPR. And I thought, well, what does that mean? Is that supposed to be an insult to me that you only listen to NPR? To me, it's an insult to you and your tiny little brain that that's all you listen to. I don't sit around and listen to right-wing radio all the time. I listen to all kinds of things, and I pay attention to all kinds of things, and I read websites all over the map every single day. I read books that have different points of view than mine, and most of the time they're not political. I don't read right-wing political books ever because I know what they're going to say. I'll read books sometimes left-wing, but not if they're just going to bash the right because that's just as boring and one-dimensional to me. 
but I read all kinds of things. Right now I'm reading several books at once. One of them is The First Thousand Years of Christianity, really interesting book. I got that at the Bible Museum when I was back in Washington, D.C. a couple of weeks ago. That was interesting to read. I'm finishing it up now. I'm also working my way through General Mattis's book. It's called Call Sign Chaos. I recently read a book by a woman who was a Holocaust survivor. My life is not politics, and it's sad to me that people are so miserable with their lives that that's all they think about. And I told people in the speech that I gave, I said, you have to understand, and I've said this on the air for years, most of what happens in your life, probably 90% of what happens in your life is a result of your good or bad decisions. That's it. You make decisions every single day, and you ought to be thankful to God that we live in America where we're allowed to have an opinion, where we're allowed to say, you know what I think, without facing a firing squad. But more importantly, you ought to be thankful we live in a country where you can think for yourself and decide what you want to do. And then you have to take, wait for it, responsibility for the decisions you make. And a lot of people don't want to take responsibility for the decisions they make. They want to scream and yell about politicians. I remember working years ago with a guy who didn't even live in the same town with his children. And he would get on the air and he would harp all day long about illegal immigrants and how they were doing this and they were doing that. And I thought to myself, hmm, you have terrible relationships with both of your kids. You're not a factor in their lives at all. And you're blaming all the problems of America on some guy who's doing construction next door who might be here illegally? Now understand that I clearly am against illegal immigration, but this guy didn't get it. His own life was a complete disaster, and the fact that he has a terrible relationship with his kids is a terrible pain in his heart, and I know this because I know him, and it'll never go away. But that wasn't caused by a politician, and it wasn't caused by an illegal alien. So once again, the point is, most of what happens in your life is within your control or as a result of your good or bad decisions. And the rest of what happens in your life, even if it's bad, is within your control from the standpoint of how you react to it. And a lot of people just want to sit around and be miserable and blame everybody else, like this woman who sat in this speech that I gave with a sour look on her face the entire time, terrified that I was going to say something about Trump and she was going to walk out of the room. Like I care, lady. Do you really think I care if you walk out of the room? Oh, that's a big threat. That'll shut me up. But I talked about other things. I talked about the larger issue that I just mentioned about the fact that we have decision-making abilities in our own lives. I also talked about the fact, and because it happened to be a, a group of faith based, most of the people were people of faith. And I said, you know, I don't care if it's the New Testament, Old Testament, you look in there and you see rotten kings, rotten rulers, rotten politicians, elected or otherwise, all over the place. And God never says, well, I'd really like to get going with this thing, you know, for example, Jesus. He didn't say, well, I'd really like to get going th with things, but Nero's in charge or Herod's in charge or whoever, you know, different people. But you never hear that. You didn't hear anybody in the Old Testament saying, well, you know, it'd be great if we could follow God's plan into the wilderness or anything else, but we can't because we have a rotten king and a rotten king's going to stop us from following God's plan. See, there's no excuse. There's no excuse because God's plan and the Bible doesn't talk about that. It doesn't talk about, well, it talks about giving the Caesar what Caesar, rendering to Caesar what Caesar's entitled to, but it doesn't ever say you can't do anything as far as my plan. You can't follow my tenets. You can't behave well to the poor. You can't do anything else as long as bad rulers are in charge. 
So that's one of the things that I talked about today, and that's not a left or right issue. We both know there are politicians on both sides of the aisle who have no shame, no scruples. We know that. That's why I don't put my trust in people. But it was so interesting to me because I personally have so many friends all over the map. I've got friends of obviously different races, different religions, different viewpoints. Politically, I've got family members of different political viewpoints, close people, people I love very much who disagree with me, disagree with somebody else, disagree with the president or former presidents or whatever it might be. And yet there's something about them that I find worthy. And I have great discussions with people that don't involve politics. Sometimes you want to have a discussion with somebody who disagrees with you about politics. But I'm always very careful to be respectful because I've noticed that you can't argue anybody into believing your point of view. Have you noticed that? Not on Facebook, not on Twitter, not in a personal conversation, not screaming at somebody, which also happened to me recently at an event where I was speaking. The guy started yelling at me about something, which of course he was wrong about because I hadn't said that. But that's okay. He's just an angry guy who literally stood up and started screaming at me across the room about Trump and Syria. Uh, never mind the fact that I had been critical on my show the day before about Trump and Syria, but he doesn't listen to my show, so he just started yelling. That's how people are. But th you, th you really think I'm going to come to your way of thinking if you yell at me? By the way, I agreed with him about Trump and Syria. I thought Trump was making a mistake. But even if I was agreeing with him, even if that wasn't the case, do you think, does he really think he's going to yell at me and I'm suddenly going to become, oh, okay, that's great. That sounds like a great idea. It's like people standing outside of uh, places in Las Vegas with signs, you're going to hell. Really? That's fantastic. I want to hang out with you guys. And I say that as a Christian. It's ridiculous. The gospel's good news, not bad news. So you don't argue people into faith. You don't argue people into a political view point of any kind. But what's really sad is these folks who absolutely can't even sit in a room with somebody who may disagree without freaking out or somebody who says, I only listen to NPR. Oh, that's nice, lady. So your brain is the size of a quarter. Is that what you're telling me? Because you, not that you listen to NPR and that makes you stupid, but the fact that you never listen to anything else and you know you only get one point of view on NPR, so God forbid you be challenged in your thinking, right? Anyway, it was quite an event, and I think I got through it very, very well. <laughs> I had them laughing. We talked about other things. I managed to keep it as apolitical as possible and talk about kind of the same thing I do on my radio show, which is about the principle, because the principle matters far more than any of these politicians who are here today, gone tomorrow, and most of them are not gone nearly as quickly as we'd like them to be. Can we all agree on that? I think we can. See, look, we all agreed. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget to join me weekdays, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on my live radio show in Las Vegas at 670 a.m. KMZQ. That information's up at HeidiHarris.com. There's also a link to listen live while I'm on the air. You can also pick up my books. Uh, my most recent is called Don't Pat Me on the Head, about my radio career, my life growing up in Vegas, and all the things I did before radio. It's an interesting book, I think. Just got a nice compliment from a local uh, writer. He writes about PR stuff forever. And he said, well, I was just going to look at your book for a couple of minutes. And he said, and then he goes, I loved your damn book. He said, I couldn't put it down. Thank you. Anyway, it's called Don't Pat Me on the Head. You can get that at Amazon. And my first book, Cocktail Waitress Wisdom, also at Amazon. The links are at HeidiHarris.com. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scott.